You want it to be one way. Man, I don't know. You want it to be one way. Man, stop! Stop saying that. But it's the other way. What's up, everybody out there? Welcome back to It's the Other Way Podcast. It's your boy Head. Shout out to all my wire fans out there who know the reference of the title of the show. To all the people out there that don't know about the greatest TV series ever made, that's Marlo Stanfield basically letting the security mm-hmm. guard know whatever way he feel like it should be, that not only is it not that way, but it's the other way, meaning his way. Just some straight gangster shit, really. But I kind of like the, like the underlying meaning of how we be having life twisted, looking at it in some kind of fantasy type way. And for real, the reality is it could be some, some real shit. So I suggest if you guys ain't seen The Wire yet, please see it before it get too outdated. I think they got cell phones and shit and beepers. I, th- I think it's the greatest series of all time. Not counting sitcoms and shit like that. But I ain't really the dude that don't think you can't have like another best show or nothing. Just don't be one of those people out there that's proud to not have seen or heard something or done something that's like popular. Seriously though. Like, listen to the next time somebody tell you they haven't watched Game of Thrones or some shit like that. It always goes, I haven't seen one single episode of Game of Thrones. It's like, congratulations, homie. You haven't watched something everybody else like. You're different. We get it. I'm telling you, y'all gotta watch people like that. People that try to steal your joy and shit. Not good. Anyway, I'm gonna try to make this a weekly podcast. I'll be just bringing you regular type shit like sports, TV, movies, current events, news, you know. And everything I just named is unfortunately all considered entertainment nowadays. Now with that being said, have y'all been following the fire Kwame Brown has been letting loose on whoever wants all the smoke? Pun intended. Pun intended. But chat, Matt Barnes, you know Matt Barnes, he made like a joke, like a how, you know, like a, a trade joke. With Kwame Brown, and I believe it was with Gasol, was like the like saying it was like a one-person trade, but really it was a two-person trade when Jenny Buss was on all the smoke. Y'all can Google it. It's kind of lighthearted jazz. Nothing too bad for real, not to me. But that shit was definitely the last drop in the bucket for the former number one pick, Kwame Brown. Nigga, I know you feel inadequate, boy. That's why you keep talking about real men. You lost your woman to a real man, boy, right next to you. He probably was watching how you were moving, you punk. He probably was texting your old lady at the goddamn gatherings when y'all had gay. <laughs> the boy Kwame went on the tongue lashing against Matt Barnes and anybody else with an opinion if it didn't align with his shit. I do believe some of Kwame's overall points though. He just against kind of like the mental program of the audience. I do understand how you can see that the media manipulates narratives and tries to like dictate other people's perception on shit. And once your eyes open to that shit, it's kind of hard to like unsee it. So I do feel them on that. But the true question is, why'd they get this nigga started? And, and you tapping on folks talking about another grown man. Nigga, I'm 20 years removed from the number one draft pick, nigga. And you sitting here running your mouth about a man that ain't never said nothing about you in that manner? I never said you couldn't have an opinion, sir. So to sit here and try to pump some narrative talking about he butt hurt about being the number one draft pick. How the hell the nigga that's butt hurt that ain't saying nothing to nobody about nothing? If you never would have put that extra disrespect on it, bro, 
Let that woman finish her sentence and don't say nothing. But no, you talk too motherfucking much. And that's probably why your ex-wife was tired of hearing you run your motherfucking mouth and trying to be prettier than her, nigga. Sitting up in the mirror, hogging all the mirror space, trying to get that activator in that finger wave, nigga. And you running your mouth talking about somebody like me? Damn, this dude seemed like he really don't like motherfucking Matt Barnes, that's for sure. What she was saying, which she was saying something factual. It don't have nothing to do with me being angry, sir. It has everything with me exposing the hypocrisy and how you fake niggas get a position and you do white people bidding, nigga. All you jack and all you niggas do is talk about black males all day long. That's all you do. Now you on ESPN talking about another black male that you won't have a conversation with. You went and sat up there in front of, and then the other nigga, what do you have to say, Richard Jefferson? I don't have anything to say. I ain't gonna say nothing about you because you ain't had nothing to do with this. But boy, they like niggas like y'all. No connection to nothing. Just all disrespectful. Damn, Kwame. Not straight to the mother of the kids and telling the niggas they doing the white man's bidding? Listen, man. Kwame sitting back and just getting tired of motherfuckers using him as a butt of the joke. That number one draft pick shit was a grip ago, fellas. And he was in the league for over a decade. Listen, man, y'all better leave this dude alone. He old school. Kwame came with some old-fashioned colorism on Matt. Keep responding to a nigga that you bigger than, you stupid motherfucker. You ain't learn nothing because you think you tough. A light-skinned nigga like you with slick-ass hair should be acting like Drake and taking niggas' girls. But no, you getting your girl too. Cause you wanna be a thug. You wanna smoke weed and play cards all night, punk. Now Matt Barnes being a cat that's not gonna back down at all. He had his own response for Kwame. Well come on all the smoke. Come talk your shit face to face. You got a story to tell, obviously. You're hurt. I mean, like I said, you, you can you can play it off with humor, but you're hurt. And I get it. I mean, well come on the show. Talk that shit. Tell your story face to face. There's no bigger, better platform than ours. You can say what you want. We're an award-winning platform. We don't tear down black men. Because you're the butt of the joke. Now that's that that's what you're on. You can be tearing down black men, but if you actually watch the show, we empower everybody. That's what our thing is. So come on the show, man. We'll be in Atlanta next month. Come to you. Um shit. If me and you got a box before, during, or after, then shake hands to get this shit done. You know I'm always with the shit. But come tell your story, man. Get that shit up off your chest. See, this is where you can see a little bit of uh, Kwame's point again. Matt calls the man hurt out of nowhere. You know, everything got to be trauma-related now. Now, like the great teammate that he is, you know the boy Steve Jacks. He going to look out for his homie. Yo, it's, it's, no, it's no reason for you to take my time. Try to bring dirt up on you, bro, because your whole career was dirt. Your whole life is dirt. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, and it ain't my it ain't my job to pull more dirt on you. You be you already buried yourself. Come on, Jack. His life is dirt though. See, this is the shit that's gonna piss off anybody that's as successful as a number one draft pick is. Now you know of course Kwame wasn't about to let it go there. You getting paid to talk about black men. Look how jealous you sound. My life is dirt. My life is over. Wow. 
a stupid ass nigga like you that had to go. I was I was signed, sealed, and delivered to the University of Florida graduating with honors. You had to go to prep school, get your dumb ass slow boy. And you just proved it. You a mental midget. These white people paying you to talk like this, boy. And I've always been a big fan of the fearless Jamel Hill. Her voice is needed in our culture. Midwest chick, she from Detroit, but she wanted to throw out the violent narrative. So now you trying to use your little uh, liberal democratic talking points that because I'm challenging these brothers on how they destroy black men, I use my words. I was around my children and in my truck, around my family, or I was in a room by myself, and you use the word violence. That's the narrative you want to put out, ma'am. I think you exposing yourself, Miss Hill. Instead of standing next to a strong young black male, this is what they always do. This is the playbook. This is the playbook now. If I was wrong about these gentlemen, why now I'm getting so much attention and everybody throwing out these insults at me without even speaking to me? Miss Hill, ma'am, I didn't use any physical violence now Kwame will go on to say many things about all these situations. Some I can't even really repeat on here. And then Charlemagne, the guy, had to bring the breakfast club in it. Then tried to make unnecessary statements about my man's family, his pops, his brother. Come on, Shaw. You just feeding the man Kwame ammo at this point. This dude went and jumped right in front of the bullets. But I went to school with his sister, and I went to school with one of his his brothers. Let me tell y'all something. Kwame's father in the 90s, I remember this story. He beat a woman with an axe handle. It was his girlfriend. And the rumor was he buried her alive. He buried her in the area that I grew up in, if I remember correctly. I've been trying to call my dad since yesterday to, to, to confirm the whole story because I literally forgot about this until yesterday. But the, the woman died and he got arrested. Uh, if he's still alive, he's in prison for life because he got caught because he left South Carolina after the murder and came back for his paycheck. Let me tell you something else. His other brother, I don't know if him and Kwame were close, but his other brother shot his baby mama several times and then killed himself. That was like in 08. And his other brother, Kwame's other brother, just went to jail for murder like three years ago. All of this you can Google. I'm saying all that to say, leave Kwame leave. alone. That man leave has been quiet for 20 years. He don't bother nobody. Clearly all that, you know, all, all that he's a bust stuff gets to him and you don't know what people are going through or have been through, but I've seen folks snap for less and it looks like, you know, Kwame is snapping. And if you look at the history of men in his family, you would know his, his men in his family have a history of snapping. And of course the Kang is shaping narratives. The one who probably done shaped Kwame's uh, whole career narrative, Stephen A. Smith. He got a little bit of that collateral damage too. Stephen A, you built a career off of me. A 17, 18 year old kid, you think you walk around like you some big tough man. You were going to college campuses speaking about a teenage kid. And your only talent is knowing a bunch of big words and talking disrespectful to children, to teenagers. I was so happy when Kevin Durant mama, shout out to Kevin Durant mama, when she wanted to, it looked like she wanted to whoop your ass like my mama would have whooped your motherfucking ass. I had to tell my mom, mom, you ain't going up there because my mom wasn't going to be as nice as her. But Kevin Durant, mama, looked like she wanted to slap your ass with her purse. You talking about these people, mama's son, boy. Fuck wrong with y'all. Y'all get on here, niggas work their whole life for some niggas with a bad tape line and a bad attitude and a bunch of talking can sit there and, and label people something. 
you punk motherfucker. Even his ex-co-host and the pale face uh, narrative shaper itself, Skip Bayless, he got some. Skip Bayless, hey Skip Bayless, you little pale face bitch. You thought you were gonna be safe, huh? <laughs> I think somebody sent me that, so your dawn of the dead looking ass can get roasted. You pale face bitch, you can't snuff. What? How the fuck do they put bitch ass niggas like you in place? Why are you talking sports? You the most unathletic, Dracula face, white hair. You look like you should be a lobotomist or something. You don't look like you should be talking no sports. You a bitch ass nigga. You now, whether you agree with Kwame or you don't. All these things play into his whole overall point. And this happens just to be a point that I heavily agree with and I see in the mainstream media all the time. It's this whole creating a narrative thing about people. Just so people can follow it blindly. Because people don't do their own research. They ain't going to check. They just listen to people they hear and they go and believe it. But shit, today with all these platforms, Kwame ain't having it. And I got to commend that. It's kind of like you ain't just about to say anything about me and I ain't going to say nothing. Everything might not be about trauma. Sometimes it's just like conditioning your mind or stuff irritates you for so long and sometimes it blow up. It could be like a trigger, but not no deep trauma like it always has to be. We love to make shit a fad. There's a lot of people out here treating psychological trauma like it's the new radio smash or some shit. And they really just disrespect the people that's really fucked up out here. And if you guys really don't understand what his overall beef is in this situation, it's pretty simple. You can find other ways to critique somebody without having to tear them down on a public platform. And I get it. Critics be saying that they sorry compared to their peers, not to the average person walking the street. I hear that. I do. But first off, you not really sorry if you play 10 years or more in the league. I can't believe you sorry. And it's too few jobs for it to last that many years and you not be good. You got to get stats from somewhere. You probably just don't play a lot and all type of analytics and shit you can look at nowadays. And then when some of those critiques, sometimes they just bleed over to personal attacks, kind of like a low key. Listen, in any walk of life, the boy who has had a life like Kwame Brown growing up, and he worked his ass off to become a millionaire at 18, put his mama in the house on some kind of golf course like he always talk about, and be the number one draft pick. That's a success story. You can write a movie about this shit. Now, again, I don't believe in every single word this man's saying, but I do believe his perspective, and he's an example where he gonna clap back relentlessly, kind of like 50. These industry niggas ain't friends, they know how to pretend. But overall, most people just need to, what they need to do, homie. Stop proud to be black, but while we act like we don't love ourselves, don't look check yourselves. Unfortunately, though, this is the story that keeps on giving. Okay, just over the weekend, Charlemagne was sending cease and desist letters. This is what uh, Kwame said. Because I just got a cease and desist saying that I said some things I shouldn't have said. But my opinion of you is that you are a piece of shit. So let, let me retract everything I said about you, sir. You're not the R word, but we know what you did. But technically, 
you pled, the legal term is, you pled to a lesser charge of, what was the lesser charge? What was the lesser charge of a minor? Delinquency of a minor. So, because your bitch ass got lawyers, and see, that's what I mean about that machine, y'all. Pay close attention. Because this bitch ass nigga got lawyers, he found a lawyer of mine that I don't even use anymore. You pled to a lesser charge. And again, I retract those statements from earlier because I don't want any smoke. But if you sue me, you're going to find out a nice little secret. <laughs> Punk ass bitch. But anyway, I'm still not going to let off the gas on your bitch ass. You lesser charge ass bitch. You delinquency to a minor ass bitch. Charlemagne comes with this big long ass apology on the Breakfast Club, giving itself donkey of the day. Talking about how he understand what his words did and since they back from the same crib, he don't want it to be no issues there. And he got phone calls and he talked to people about how that hurt and brought back up trauma, 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 trauma in their situations. And of course, that apology didn't mean shit to Kwame. Kwame saying he see right through it. He feel like he doing it because he getting that bad PR from the uh, allegations with the young lady from a few years ago. And Charlemagne probably thought all that shit was behind him. And now he just said one thing and now it's all brought back up. He got to do damage control. And he trying to get this motherfucker off his head. But Kwame ain't going for it. So, sorry, Char. All right, that's going to do it for your boy head. I done went long enough for real talking about this Kwame shit. It's got so much stuff going. The story going to keep going. So, I can do this shit forever. But check back with me. I'll probably give you another podcast this uh, week. Maybe we talk about some playoff coverage once it get a little heated up. Some other shit that's going on in the news. Definitely want to review that J. Cole album still. Still just got to listen to it a lot. That shit is a masterpiece right now. I can't say no more. Probably can throw out classic if I want to. But classic do that a last time. But right now, no skippers. Easily one of the best albums I probably ever heard in my life. Going by the first couple weeks. I can say that. But anyway, it's your boy Head, and thanks for joining me again on It's the Other Way. I'll see y'all next time. Peace out.